Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. There's no place to escape to. This is the last talk. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. Dun 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 Hey 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 Sort of the the gay Star Wars intro. I'm Doth Gade. Well that's interesting. Are we good to go, Marcus? Alright, welcome to the show everybody. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. I have no idea who the man Obi-Wan, is to my Obi-Wan, I sure hope I don't slip with some macaroni and fall ass first on your lightsaber. Sounds like you actually want to fall on the lightsaber. Oh, winky, winky, no I don't. <laughs> no. Well, it's interesting that Mr. Uh, Henry Zabrowski, <laughs> he fooled you once again. It's interesting that you mentioned pasta. Every single time. You think you think I'm somebody else. Every but time. Not, but not, I'm not at all. I'm just an encyclopedia of dumb actors. Accents and bad <laughs> sentences. Brilliant, brilliant. Of course, you mentioned pasta, and today we're discussing something pasta-related, not uh, homophobic barilla pasta. <laughs> Definitely not that. No, we are discussing creepy pasta. Yes, yes. yes. It begins our countdown to Halloween. Let's play some ho- sc- spooky music. Scary. The scariest music. Okay, that's kind of scary. Man, I just wish I had an organ in my apartment so I could just terrorize everyone and then come out and get my seamless delivery. Oh, (laughs) yeah. They just see me like, and then come out and be like, yes, I got four beef burritos. Thank you. (laughs) Very interesting. Three silverware. I was, uh, I wanted, I, I ordered Chinese food the other night, and I wanted to get the three silverware, uh, I take pride in thing, they never give difficult. me one set of silverware. Yeah, you always get the two. Yeah. Which is kind of normal. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right here? So you get, like, two general sows or whatever it might be. Yeah. Some, uh, spare ribs. You get the two sets. I wanted to go for the triple set of silverware. They only gave me two sets of silverware, but three sodas. Oh, let's get I back confused them. <laughs> Let's well, just get back to how scary this is going to be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah, I mean, as scary as imagining your nine five nine by ten foot square that you jam a dirty mattress in that you lay in. Are you talking about my bedroom? <laughs> You're discussing my bedroom. Yes. 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 Well, like the uh, like, like our uh, like Marty from our Black Serial Killer episode. That's how I uh, imagine you live. Ah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Um, but this begins our countdown to Halloween. Yes, um, yes. We're, Halloween. Later this month, we're, what we're doing is slowly loosening the locks on the cage that that evil angel Micah, Michael put Satan in 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. We're going to pop him open. Right. All right, so he can come out. He can play a double electric guitar while your tits fall off. That's great. <laughs> 
Because that's what he does best. Bring back that 80s rock and roll, Satan. That's Absolutely. what I say. That's what we're, why we will be summoning Satan on Halloween. Now, th- th- again, we also want to remind you, for next week, we are looking for listener stories. And we've got a couple of great ones, and thank you for everyone who submitted so but far. But keep sending them. We want to be able to pick a bunch, and, and we're going to f- try to figure out how do we uh, record everybody. We're going to put it, We're going to Skype everybody in. Because I imagine most of us here who listen to this and also work on this have sort of a grave digger schedule. Right, right, right. <laughs> so right, right. we're going to try... Try and do it so we can adjust it so we can get all of your nocturnal energy in there. Much like yeah. Martin from Human Centipede 2. Kind of working the overnight Mass! shifts. <laughs> all, right, all right, Henry. Well, uh, why don't you start us off with the first oh, creepy... Uh, what's that? Send all of your uh, ghost stories to cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. All right. Okay, so let's set the scene. I trust that you're listening to this in a, in a dark room or some sort of fluorescent lit office. If you're driving, keep your eyes open though. Keep on the road. Wherever you are, what I want you to do before we begin these stories, take off your shirt. No, 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 I'm no. I'm just no. saying if if we've known by now this it helps. Okay? I don't care what your mom says. I don't care what your girlfriend says. Take off your shirt. Kick off them moccasins. Roll up a long thick alligator hoof. Fucking spark it to your dome. All right? Get your crystals a-jangling. Open up the window just in case someone wants to slide up in there and caress you. Some sort of succubus. Do you just believe that all of our listeners are Native American? (laughs) Because it seems like you're describing. I think we got the last nine. The last nine Native Americans are listening to us. My favorite podcast is Last Podcast on the Left. I like how they they give still tribute to our ancient people. It does not dishonor my people. And of course, Native Americans know the most about spirits, and we respect your people. So let's now open a big, creaky, dusty book. Is there a cat in the book? I'm just, okay, I'm just trying I'm to set. I'm just yes. making a soundscape. Right. We're trying to entertain people. Yes. And I will begin the first tale of the <laughs> I was on summer break. This is not me, by the way. No, everyone no. knows it's not you. It wasn't you, me. You always had to work that entire week at the school. Very mopping much up so. The... I was working at Borders. Yes. I was on summer break, and since I'd gotten a fair amount of cash from tutoring over last semester, I decided, again, not me. No one ever let me tutor them. I decided to go visit some friends in PA where I grew up. I was hanging out with Heather, and she had her friend Megan over. Oh, uh-huh. Megan was scared of pretty much everything from ghosts to clowns. You know uh, how these these women can be. That's the gamut. <laughs> All right, if she heard a floorboard creaking in the middle of the night, she'd be like, who's that? <laughs> so we decided to play a little prank on her. God, how I wish I could take it back. Uh-oh. He's full of shit. We agreed to go visit an old abandoned house on the outskirts of town. My idea was to go around dusk but Megan's condition was she'd only go if we went in the middle of the day, as if that wouldn't make much difference. So beforehand, I got a hold of an old buddy of mine from grade school who used to be notorious with pranks, and he was eager to be in on it. It was Banksy. It was Banksy, really? <laughs> well, graffiti he prankster artist. Turned out to have a very nice career. The plan was that, that he'd dress up like a corpse, make up and all, and he'd hide in the abandoned house alone in one of the rooms until we got there, parking far away so that Megan didn't see his car upon entering. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, he'd pop out and scare the shit out of Megan. We got to the house about 2 p.m. and all went as planned. 
Man, this house was disgusting. There was mold all over the walls and ceilings and the stench. Man, the stench of death was here. Do not reference my bedroom. Thank you. It wasn't like Ben Kissel's bedroom. That's weird that it right. It did write that. It did it in a weird... You know how they, they say we need a sarcasm font? Right. I think it did that. Oh, okay. So it was like it, I see. We went to the basement first, but of course we couldn't get Megan halfway down the stairs. <laughs> At the bottom were all these animal corpses, like something had set up a lair there and held a feast. There was mold all over the walls on there, too, and I could swear there was a face in the mold, grinning as if staring hungrily at the pile of cat corpses nearest it. We could hear three men recording a podcast called Last Podcast (laughs) on the Left. Anyway, Megan wanted to leave, but we insisted we had to check out the upstairs first, then we'd go. We had plenty of daylight, we assured her, and so she came, mostly because she didn't want to wait outside alone. We checked each room as we walked upstairs, and God, there was a lot of them. It was about the fourth room I looked in that I saw my friend standing there staring at the door. I pretended pretended to have seen nothing and continued down the hall when I heard Megan scream behind me and she bolted out of the house. Heather and I stood there for a moment laughing and said she could go catch up with her to make sure she's okay. I agreed, of course, and decided I'd use that time of distraction to talk to my friend, but when I looked back into the room, he wasn't there. I passed the room, and when Megan screamed, I turned back towards it, and as I watched her run out of the hall down the stairs, so I would have noticed some leaving as the room only has one door. This naturally perplexed me, so I called him on my phone, but it just kept ringing until it went to his voicemail. I hung up and called him again. That's about when I heard it. Off in the distance, a strange melody. I followed the sound while holding the phone in my ear, and it led me to the very end of the upstairs hallway. I looked in the last room and immediately held my breath. The mold had completely covered all the walls and what looked like veins extended through the floor, reaching out from all sides to the middle where lay an oblong pool of freshly spilled blood. Around the pool on all sides were torn, bloody clothes, and in the middle of the pool blood lay a cell phone, open and ringing. I didn't have to look to know it was my number showing on its display. I closed my phone and the melody stopped. I've never told anyone what happened that day, not even Heather. I barely even thought about it until now. To think what happened in that house before we got there. He was shot in this! <laughs> and the worst thing is, I don't know if if blood damage is anything like water damage, but I don't think that's insurance. I don't think that's. No. I don't think that works <laughs> yeah, for Apple Care. Yeah, I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't no, think no, you no, can you bring that to the to store. Them. Yeah. So where'd you find it? A pool of blood, you say, huh? Oh well, I mean, hmm. I got to check the strip in the back because if uh, you know if it's soaked with blood, uh, we can't get you a new one. Yeah, turn. My down. friend died. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. So, so he's really barely need a deal even thought of it until now. So his friend died horribly, and he yeah. didn't even report it to the police. He didn't even want to talk about it. It was scary. So concerned about his own phone. Yeah, that was the thing. It's all about the damage that it was phone. But that is horrifying. I just had my phone died. I uh, dropped last my phone week. the other day. Yeah, yep. my screen broke. It was the worst two days of my life. I had three days without my phone. Very horrific. I mean, my grandpa died of cancer, but sure, that's bad. Still, the worst two days of my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. My my grandfather, uh, he used to work a lot with asbestos, and he died because of asbestos caused lung cancer. But I'll was tell you, was that when he was lining the walls of Dachau? <laughs> no, this is my North Dakota grandfather. <laughs> Not my very long, uh, full of life Opa, who died at the peak age of 80. Yeah, I heard they said something about how they they knew it was lunchtime when they heard the laughter coming from the watchtowers. Yes, yes. Okay, well, let's not. Someone said something about Jew dust being a secret to long-lasting life. Well, that's fantastic. It's been a fun episode where you guys are saying things about me I don't like.
Uh, that's perfect. All right, I'll just do this really quick one. This one's called Birthmarks. I'll do all the really quick ones. Yeah, it's just um, pictures of Ben's disgusting birthmarks. I have a couple of them. Uh, Ugh, I didn't even it, know that. I was well, yeah, I was going to uh, Dave, uh, of course, from Poo Poo Gate. Um, <laughs> uh, he he sent me a picture recently. Uh, apparently, uh, that evening, he chose to draw on uh, with a Sharpie a large penis on my back. And I wanted to share it with the world, but then that was kind of the first time I've ever seen my back. And uh, a lot of birthmarks. Um, anyway. God, geez, that's some creepy pasta. That is the creepiest of <laughs> yeah, all the long pasta. long strips of Wisconsin lasagna noodles <laughs> coming off that back of yours. It's the only thing covering up these veins, buddy. Yeah, every time you, you rub have... against a tree like a bear. Yeah, yeah. Creepy pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs> oh, man, a spooky. <laughs> have we used that one yet? <laughs> I don't even... Mine is spooky. Yeah. Oh, it's a ghost of soup. I don't know. I, yeah, that's a good one. I do like. <laughs> All right, this one's not okay. This one's called birthmarks, and uh, it just says uh, here. I'm just reading it here. Oh, and by the way, before yeah. we go any further, we have to thank listener Peyton Medor for sending us. All of these. Yes. This is, oh, he said yeah. it's a treasure trove of his stinkiest, nuggiest creepypasta, and that's, that is what is slapping your ears right now. Yeah, he sent us four emails full of cre- creepypasta, so thank you so very much. Yes, yes. A whole bunch of pictures of his balls with pumpkins drawn on them. <laughs> I'm sure there's Thank a... you for those as well. Oh, of course. Those are, those are my personal favorite. Yeah, junk-a-laterns. <laughs> yeah. God, I'm getting good today. <laughs> yeah. Um, creepypasta. I'm sure there's some weed dealers being like, why do I have all these leftover eighths? I think that fat guy I deliver all the weed to must have not been researching this week. This is birthmarks. And uh, you know how some people have birthmarks? Well, those marks were made when they tried to steal from your parents and replace you with one of your replicas. If you have a birthmark, that means they failed. If you know anyone that doesn't have one, I wouldn't trust them. Whoa! That's it. I wouldn't trust them. So if you know Drew well, Brees, like, you can a, trust him. Um, He's got like a birthmark right on his face. That's like a halfling thing. That's a halfling idea. Yeah. Okay. A, a halfling idea. When elves t- would take human children and bring them to the elf world, and then they'd come back and be like, I draw pictures of my feet, and I take pictures of my elbow scabs on Instagram. And then you don't trust them. No, you can't trust them. Don't trust an elf. <laughs> All right. This one is called Gateway of the Mind. Ooh, I like it. In 1983, a team of deeply pious scientists conducted a radical experiment in an undisclosed facility. The scientists had theorized that a human without access to any senses or ways to perceive stimuli would be able to perceive the presence of God. They believed that the five senses clouded our awareness of eternity, and without them, a human could actually establish contact with God by thought. An elderly man who claimed to have nothing to to live for was the only test subject to volunteer. To purge him of all his senses, the scientists performed a complex operation in which every sensory nerve connection to the brain was surgically severed. Although the test subject retained full muscular function, he could not see, hear, taste, smell, or feel. It must be so relaxing. It has to be great. With no possible way to communicate with or even sense the outside world, he was alone with his thoughts. Scientists monitored him as he spoke aloud about his state of mind in jumbled, slurred sentences that he couldn't even hear. After four days, the man claimed to be hearing hushed, unintelligible voices in his head. Assuming it was an onset of psychosis, the scientist paid little attention to the man's concerns. Two days later, the man cried that he could hear his dead wife speaking with him, and even more, he could communicate back. The scientists were intrigued, but were not convinced until the subject started naming you dead never relatives gave of the me scientists. An orgasm. 
<laughs> not, not, not now. Right now I can't I mean, see, hear, smell, or taste, or speak. You gotta stop. You never gave me an orgasm. You didn't clear. No, about not my around all these men. Don't say that around all these men. Uh, I'm just getting a shit bang. That'd be my Mozart in heaven right now, you bastard. He repeated personal information to the scientists that only their dead spouses and parents would have known. At this point, a sizable portion of scientists left the study. After a week of conversing with the deceased through his thoughts, the subject became distressed, saying the voices were overwhelming. In every waking moment, his consciousness was bombarded by hundreds of voices that refused to leave him alone. He frequently threw himself against the wall, trying to elicit a pain response. He begged the scientist for sedatives so he could escape the voices by sleeping. This tactic worked for three days, until he started having severe night terrors. The, subjects repeatedly, the subject repeatedly said that he could see and hear the deceased in his dreams. Only a day later, the subject began to scream and claw at his non-functional eyes, hoping to sense something in the physical world. The hysterical subject now said the voices of the dead were deafening and hostile, speaking of hell and the end of the world. At one point he yelled, No heaven! No forgiveness! For five hours straight. He continually begged to be killed, but the scientists were convinced that he was close to establishing contact with God. We're closer. The math is adding up. We gotta let him. We gotta let him claw his eyes out. They're scientists. After another day, the subject could no longer form coherent sentences. Seemingly mad, he started to bite off chunks of flesh from his arm. The scientists rushed into the test chamber and restrained him to a table so he could not kill himself. After a few hours of being tied down, the subject halted his struggling and screaming. He stared blankly at the ceiling as teardrops silently streaked across his face. For two weeks, the subject had to be manually rehydrated due to the constant crying. Eventually, he turned his head and, despite the blindness, made focused eye contact with a scientist for the first time in the study. He whispered, I have spoken with God, and he has abandoned us. Rock and roll! That's great. <laughs> you know, everyone shat on Kevorkian so much for ending the lives of people who, you know, swore, like, I don't want to live anymore. Like, as soon as you say that like a hundred times, it's like, okay, you don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're done. Kevorkian, I guess, yeah, I guess your tank's on empty. Yeah, compared to these scientists and that uh, those doctors that kept that Terry Schiavo and many like her alive, they're the monsters. They oh, should yeah. have all gone to prison. Oh, yeah, but she was having a great time just seeing, she was seeing, um, you know, Marcel Morceau was doing uh, act right, for her. Right, right, she right. was having a great time. That's why, like, they just could see her going like when she was going like I remember she was going that. like I'm having a party in here yeah I'm having a party don't stop the party yeah I remember that yeah she looked to be having a great time a lot yeah. of hallucinogens God, I read this horrifying story the other day about a man who had been in a coma for 25 years and they found out that he was conscious the entire time Jesus Christ that is my worst nightmare yeah the the entire time they finally looked into his brain waves and they hooked something up to his brain where he could communicate with the outside world mm-hmm. and he was finally he was able to tell them like that he reached almost a point of zen Aaron! Catch my dick. <laughs> so he reached a point of zen, though. So this like, guy didn't hate it so much. Through meta- he said the first 10 years were a living hell. Oh, just yeah, the first 10 just years. Just the first 10. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's the first enough. 10 years. And then he eventually started going, just having these inner lives that were just bizarre. And now he, says, he, fe- he said that he felt like he had a second birth. Well, you know, he finally inter- started to communicate with people. What, what that just reminded me of, and I thought about this, uh, you know, like during the Shivo, and, uh, Shivo things like that, and a lot of these people in vegetative states, it is sort of a second life. 
Yeah. You know, you can create an entirely different reality, which yeah. just kind of plays into the idea. You could be what a basketball player. You could be a superhero. Yeah. Man, that must be great. I would just pretend to be like this really hot dude lying in a hospital bed, all the nurses pampering me. I think it'd be like a <laughs> sexy lady, like talking to like big, powerful heads of state and like blowing them for secrets. You want to be like Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> I don't know what secret she got. I'd be a firefighter in Iowa. Ah. You could live that life right now if you wanted to. You could just go right over there to Iowa. I like this next piece of creepy pasta because it uh, it's reminds me of what uh, of a Jungian uh, mass collective unconsciousness. Oh yes, Mm. it's called "Just Be Careful Out There." Many classic horror icons, such as Gager's xenomorphs. Silent Hills, Pyramid Head, and other disturbing creatures share common characteristics. Pale skin, dark sunken eyes, elongated faces, sharp teeth, and the like. These images inspire horror and revulsion in many, and with good reason. The characteristics shared by these faces are imprinted in the human mind. Many things frighten humans instinctively. The fear is natural and does not need to be reinforced in order to terrify. The fears are species-wide, stemming from dark times in the past when lightning could mean the burning of your tree home. (laughs) (laughs) Thunder could be the approaching gallops of a stampede. Predators could hide in darkness and heights could make poor footing lethal for the monkey people. (laughs) The question you have to ask yourself is this. What happened deep in the hidden eras before history began that could affect the entire human race so evenly as to give the entire species a deep, instinctual, and lasting fear of pale beings with dark, sunken eyes, razor-sharp teeth, and elongated faces? It's Holden McNeely. (laughs) Mm, Holden McNeely from the Round Table of Gentlemen. Just be careful out there. That's it. That's it, yeah. Very scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I do really believe that. They, that's a part of the belief that, you know, we've had uh, aliens or so. That's what uh, the Greys did is inspire stories of angels and demons from a long time ago and gods and, and uh, devils. Right. And what about, uh, does that tie into it all? What is the uh, the Nation of Islam? What's the name of our... Yakub. Yakub. Yeah. Perhaps that ties into that as well. I, I wonder... I mean, I don't know. It sounds like white white folks with razor sharp teeth. It does no. just it does uh, definitely it sound does like seem... you know like Sir Lord Laundromere went to like collect uh, primitive people. Now, you know? white yeah. people have only been around for six thousand years, and this goes way far back into the human collective unconscious. We've only been around for six thousand years. Yeah, that's when Yakub invented us. Ah. Yeah, so we're 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 regular we're regular babies out there. <laughs> yeah, well, in the grand scheme of things. But I really do believe there, there are certain things that are just instinctually scary. Besides just the resemblance to Holt and McNeely, you yeah. know, and, it, and it, I, I think a lot of it, uh, I, there, there is well, something sort of to it. Yeah, describes a crystal meth addict very yeah. well. Yeah, sunken eyes, razor sharp teeth, white. You know, <laughs> that's meth. That's meth. That's a meth addict if, I, if I've ever seen one. Um, all right, this little guy, it's called roulette. During your day, there are probably a half a dozen moments where you can't see, if only for a split second. Not like blinking, of course. That's far too quick. Just it's that- never happened to me. I mean, I'm just going to say this. Yes. You don't blink. Oh, no, 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 I'm too aware. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper aware, Henry Zabrowski. Just that moment when you're taking off your shirt or wiping your face with a towel, it just says that. Uh, that brief instant where you're plunged into darkness. Every time this occurs, you're playing roulette, a game. Unbeknownst to you, of course. 
Every time that happens, there is something waiting eagerly to pull you into that darkness. That only happens if you lose, of course. One day you might open your eyes to find that you're not where you were before. There are unsolved missing person cases every week. Those people, they they lost. They lost. You know, I mean, we have so thousands you- of undocumented disappearances every year. Like what they talk about, uh, they, they, there's a concept in uh, legal terms. It's called missing, missing, the missing, missing, which is people the they don't missing, even know missing? that are missing. Yeah, they, they see the big thing that, that happens with uh, children in homeless families, which is like people that are never even like legally recorded that go missing. But if they're missing, missing, then they're not missing. Well, technically, maybe they never existed, yeah. right? But there, but there is like gaps in the numbers of how many people are born in hospitals every year, and, and then it, how many people are actually uh, like around, the, yeah, like on censuses and stuff yeah. like that. And um, you know, there's a lot to that. Like, and there's we did a whole episode about the disappearances in national forests. It happens every every day. People go missing. They, there was a, st- a story we were talking about it, it, it commonly related to UFO phenomenon, mm-hmm. but people talking about like friends going missing, like while you're hanging out with them, and mm-hmm. then they're gone. And you never see them again. Oh, also, term, the term you know, glitches in the Matrix. Yeah, right, right. That's also a big one. Yeah, all right. That's, a, get... that's a real blessing. That's what I say. If some of my friends would start to go missing. Mm. Interesting. You use that as evidence. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I got one for you. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she say, my phone is dead, my dad is dead. Then who Who was phone? Who was phone? (laughs) We still don't know. Who was phone? phone? Always love it. Just never gets old. (laughs) Oh, man. God, I got to know who was phone. What if that's what the, uh... oh, my God. Who was phone? Who was phone? I accidentally said my phone is dead instead of my dad is dead. Well, we lost yeah. all credibility there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's going to know about it. We're going to be laughed off the show. So I'm going to read another one? Yeah. Should I read Tourist Trap? Read Ooh, Tourist I like Trap. Tourist Trap. In rural Wisconsin, there was an old abandoned park. Built in the 1920s, it served as the town's gathering place for everyone. That is, until a newly developed train and tunnel for Tots Ride was installed in 1932. It was an innocent-looking, childish train, with one main mechanized head car with three small trolleys pulled behind it and went around some loops before going into a small, child-sized tunnel. But this is where the story gets weird. There were numerous cases of child deaths that year, all of them happening after the child rode on that train system. And when it stopped in front of the Kissel House. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Some kids went missing in that short tunnel, about 10 feet, and others went comatose after leaving. One, upon exiting, was found to be dead. Her dress was covered in what looked like small, bloody handprints. Some killed themselves by scratching at their throats until they had bled out. Hmm. And one of them even killed another child before hanging herself with razor wire at the family's farm. Wow. That's a great thing to hang it yourself with, though. It's the best thing to hang yourself yeah. with. The park was closed. And the town's popularity as a tourist town plummeted. Also the name of it. It was called Ballsack, Wisconsin. Oh, Ballsack. <laughs> yeah, I Bad heard name about Ballsack. Yeah. Recently, a team of scientists were sent out to the park. They taped a video camera to the train and put a new intern in with it, of course, because they work for free. This government. (laughs) Before sending on its way to the tracks. When the train left the tunnel, it was empty, except for the camera. 
The last ten seconds were nothing but static, save for the sound of children laughing. They were loving it. They loved the they ride. Loved so the who ride. was better off? Loved it so much. Again. Yeah, why not? Again, don't save them. <laughs> they're having a good time. I mean, I guess their ghosts are always on a wonderful child's ride. That's not the worst place for a kid to go. You know, if I could die on the zipper, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. It was a very uh, interesting like with Gacy. ride. I mean, then they're still laughing at the clown in heaven. Yeah, it's sort of like with Gacy, but I think they saw that makeup. He really did that, though. Well, at some point, Gacy's makeup became like the Ultimate Warrior's makeup halfway through a match where it just kind of like sweat off of his face, and then you really got to see what a hideous monster he was. Did you did you ever read about that? The one, like, one of the survivors that got away from him, and they were talking about how, like, basically he came over, he's like 15, they're working, and they're like hanging out in his living room, and like Gacy's like giving him beers, and they're sitting in the living room, and they're drinking together, and Gacy's like, wait right here. Goes in the room. This is totally true. Goes into his room. Comes back out. Full clown regalia. Right? Mm. And he starts going like walking like. <laughs> like making this like laughter. Grabs him. Right? Does the magic rope trick that we always like talk about. Like put him in. Right? And then starts going like. What's the like, magic rope trick? The magic rope trick was a board with a. With a like basically mm. a. A. a he had this thing. It was a loop of rope through a board that had a sort of twisting, uh, I don't know what the term kind of is, mechanism like, sort of like a it? mechanism on the back of it, and he put him in it, and he's like, this is a magic trick, little boy. Right, right. And so it's like him fighting and fighting, and what happened was that he was sitting, and they were like laughing and joking, and then uh, Gacy kept poking him in the chest, going like, can't fucking take it? Can't take it? And he's just like, no, stop it. Stop. All right, stop it. And he's right. just like, ha, ha, ha. You can't fucking take a joke? You can't take a joke? And he started like, screw Like, he basically, he came out and he was like, he just saw stage seven Gacy and lived to say it. Like, he That's lived not- to talk about it. But Do you want to hear John Wayne Gacy demonstrating the rope trick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, check it out. He was simply discussing knots in general. Catch his sense of humor. Too late, huh? You're in trouble now. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is in trouble. He's actually one of the funnier clowns that I can think of, though. Okay. I had a rosary, which I carried in my pocket. I've always carried a rosary. It was my communion uh, rosary. They said, well, what, what kind of a, a knot do you use? I said, what do you mean, knot? When I tie things up, I, I says, uh, depending on what I'm using it for, I said, the only thing I ever learned was from Boy Scouts is a tourniquet knot. He said, well, show us what that is. So I took, at that time, and again, it's together, but in order to demonstrate it here, I took the rosary and I said, well, here, you, you put it around. This is hard trying to do this. Why don't you put your hand out? Yeah, yeah, oh, you do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. You know what? Boom, yeah, classic trick, and that's what he did every fucking time. And he did it for years. It. And I said, then you put a second knot in it, okay? Mm-hmm. I says, then you take a stick and stick it in here, and you just turn this. And I says, it causes an tourniquet. I said, that's the only knot I ever learned. Precisely the kind of knot found on the ropes wrapped around the necks of the victims found under the house on Summerdale. So basically, he would just screw the yeah, and then he'd laugh uh, and laugh and laugh and laugh, and then he'd fucking start stabbing him. Yeah, yeah, and then of Sucking course he, at penis. some point he gets rock hard and. Uh, well, he was already rock hard. A lot of times he would make place. them blow him, or he'd blow them before. I'm not yeah. sure if I talked about this on a previous program, but I think about it sometimes. The idea that he did do children's parties, and there were parents who hired him, 
And that must have been really awkward when they found out. He that, met, uh, uh, what, yeah. I forgot they, who he they, met. Um, they brought a, he met, a mass uh, murderer into Jimmy the house. Jimmy Carter's wife. Jimmy Carter's met, wife. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was an elected Rosalind politician. Carter. Yeah. yeah, I think we've discussed this before. Yeah, I just, yeah. uh, it just again, that's just a, an example of just a true monster. And this was the same interview that he said that, like, when they put me in the same class as, like, Manson and Bundy, it makes me sick to my stomach. I'm not like them. <sighs> I think he's slightly worse because, at the very least, Ted Bundy, eye candy, <laughs> and Mr. Manson could play some guitar, and uh, he was a great uh, yeah, public speaker and, and sort of a Tony Robbins of serial killers. Now, I, I just again say there's probably one in your neighborhood. That's right. So be careful this Halloween. <laughs> well, literally, we just had someone bro- someone. There was an attempted rape over in uh, Metropolitan that happened. It's like it made me start closing my doors. That's and then it, what I had recently, we were looking up. Uh, we were looking up stories the other day. That, by the way, that's how you. That's why. That's got you closing your doors? Yeah. It was of a woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I there's a woman a in beard. my house. You're morbidly obese. What I do is I leave Katie out in the living room. I leave her I leave her out in the living uh-huh. room, and I, I, I you know, like, I, I dress her Debater. in fancy lingerie. Yeah. And I stand in the net on the thing, and I call it the honeypot. Yeah. <laughs> come on down to the honeypot, rapist. I put a rape sign outside. i be like, come, come be raping. Right. And like they come in there, life. and I spring on them like Spider-Man. Right. But, um, but no, I was her. I was looking for stories the other day, and someone kept buzzing in on me, and it was like that normal thing. It was like about evening time, and I would go hello, I'd like hit the buzzer to like talk, and then someone just go, ah, 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 and I'd be like, no, 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 <laughs> that's a drug addict. No, no, you, no, 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 I, I'm not getting access. No, sorry, no, go next door. No, I'll blow in glass. <laughs> that's very good. Would you like to read a story? Sure. Yeah. Well, Ben, you got one, right? I could read this other little short one here. Um, all right. I don't know what the name of it is because I think it's just called ringing. Yeah, ringing. You know that ringing sound that you will. Per- <clears throat> you know that ringing sound that you will uh, perceive when you are in a very quiet area. Some people say this is an auditory illusion brought brought about. Hmm. Mm, you Did know you have what? A stroke? Did you have like a mini stroke? <laughs> I lost it. I lost the words, but now I got them back. I think I did just have a little mini stroke. That's bad. That's really bad. I don't want to live anymore. You're just sitting in a chair. <laughs> I guess that's when most strokes happen, though. Yeah, isn't it? most. No, strokes... a lot of times it's when you're screaming at a taxi driver. Or that's like, a stroke. Lifting too. weights. Yeah. <laughs> Is that? No, lifting weights. Anyway, going back to the story here. You got that. You got that rigging sound that happens when it's in a real quiet area. Some people say it's an auditory illusion. Uh, brought about the ear's inability to detect frequencies below the threshold of the human senses. This is completely wrong. That ringing covers up something else altogether. If you are quick, patient, and maybe a little lucky, you will be able to hear past the ringing. What you will hear are voices whispering to each other. They will silence themselves quickly, but with practice, you will become more adept to catching and interrupting and interpreting what they are saying. You will hear that you will hear things of the past, the present, and the future. However, you must be careful, because there is no such thing as a voice without a body. Weird. Yeah, yeah that's a weird one. No such yeah. thing as a voice without. I guess that. I guess yeah. I guess so. so. There's somebody yeah. I don't even know, just kind of whispering right in your ear. So flail your arms around. <laughs> Anytime. That's my first you're line in a of quiet defense. Quiet library. I always flail. grab and twist. Yeah, grab and twist. Do the do the rope trick. Yeah, just stop, drop, air. and roll. Yes, yes. It's another brilliant Get way. the gun. Shoot, Get the shoot. gun. Shoot, 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 shoot. That's why Ozzy Osbourne deserves to be in prison. 
Well, this next one is, uh, this was requested by uh, Peyton, the man who sent us all the cre- uh, all of this creepypasta. So this is for you. Mother and father get little tired from building communism, so they want to go to Moscow to buy vodka. Every fucking time. Mm-hmm. They call most trusted babysitter. When babysitter arrives, children are already asleep in beds. Babysitter just sits around and makes sure everything good with children. Later that night, babysitter gets bored and goes to read Marx, but she can't read downstairs because there's no electricity. So she calls parents and asks if she can get candles to read Marx in their room. Of course, the parents say it's okay, but babysitter has one final request. She asks if she could cover up linen statue outside the bedroom window with blanket or cloth because it makes her nervous. Phone line is silent for a moment, and father who say... Take children and get out of house. We will call militia. We do not have linen statue. Militia find all three of house occupants dead because KGB killed them for trying to cover linen statue. <laughs> then militia arrest parents for not having linen statue. Such is life in Moscow. <laughs> Such is life in Moscow. Beautiful literature that communism creates. Though. Oh, Weird. my God. That's it's nice. a regular Brothers Karamazov right there. It really is. No, I'm going to try to read about four seconds of this before we want to stop reading this. Yeah, I didn't want to take this one on. I left this one for you. This man. is a continuation from a uh, creepypasta from the last episode that we covered creepypasta right? is, this is literally this is worse this is the worst thing I've ever read in my entire life my boy Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it it's what people gather around it's generosity in its simplest form and it's a swagger people have who know what's good each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold balanced flavor this signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything it's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today you're definitely gonna want to try every flavor the original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers the hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart sabor by texas pete adds authentic mexican flavor and their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub tell you what the other day i was having myself good old refried bean burrito and i want a little bit of kick to my morning so i got myself some cha texas pete sriracha sauce and i smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs and a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day correct texas pete sauce like you mean it visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find texas pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration and use the promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off at texaspeat.com my sister is the best gift giver i've ever met of any person it's jackie zabrowski she shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put 
photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional and we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey! Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. By attaching ropes to the rings on the ends of the hook's long steel handles, which are poking out of the toddler's bleeding cunt hole between her gorgeous young legs, and by pulling on one each 
we were able to pull Inga's little uterus right out through her vagina. It flopped under the workbench together with her fallopian tubes and all the meat and severed muscle tissue, which, until minutes before, had held it inside her lovely, sexy body. Holding it, dripping with her blood over Inga's face, you told her, this is almost the last thing you ever see, you fucking pretty little child prostitute. The last thing will be the inside of your sexy mouth, baby. Putting it down on her tiny chest where it slid on her buckling, writhing infant girl body until it all slopped down on the bench again. You selected a teaspoon from the instrument rack. And As I course. went back to work inside the pretty child, you used this spoon to dig out one of her eyes and then, yeah, get the other one as well. <laughs> and this it- is, of course, America before... Roe versus Wade. This is when know, which is so barbers were is... also surgeons. Right, right. <laughs> yes. So they came out using an up along with a foot length each of optic nerve and muscle tissue. Not long enough, unfortunately, to pass the eyeballs to me so I could shove them up in her vagina. Well, you wanted to put her so eyeballs into use her. So she could see what I was doing inside of her. But at the same time, I don't think that's going to no, work for you, bro. No, that's not the way no, eyes work. Usually they see, what I would have done is taken little sunglasses and been like, oh, somebody's too cool for school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bounce. Right. Oh yeah! I mean, <laughs> you know, midnight. She's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. She must be really cool. Coolest baby I've ever seen. I was cutting the lining of her tummy, bile, and the remnants of her last meal. Our spunk and her feces, mostly in her cunt lips, clitoris, and nipples. Well, there you go. It just kind of trails off from there. I mean, no, it doesn't. It goes stuff. on. There's a lot more. Yeah, a lot more stuff. Well, you know what? We got more of these that we'll do in the future, so we'll dabble back in the old baby torture there. At the end, one of them pulls her still beating heart out of her chest, uh, and then they fuck her in the butt. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for ruining Breaking Bad for me. Is that illegal that we just did? (laughs) No, no. It's a a a fictional story. Yeah, No, that's legal. That's legal. Okay, cool. Good. Unless good, you're rock good, hard good. and about to jack off to it. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to go play with my curly Sue doll for about an hour. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that joke is actually well, technically it's a, it's illegal. It's a real good thing we got you that doll to get those urges out. I yeah. mash her and I mash her. <laughs> yeah. She always comes back. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny when you lay her down, her eyes close like she's asleep. But right. then when you pick her back up, her eyes open like she's much too awake. Yeah, terrified even. <laughs> Creepy pasta. <laughs> Creepy pasta. Man is spooky. The- yeah, it's been creepy, but I'm not sure if it's because of the uh, because of the great stories. You're just your overall ranting about your life. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a part of it. You bring it all full circle. <laughs> Too bad we didn't get to the end of that story though, because we didn't get to the word baby bum. Yeah, that's the the cutest part of it. Yeah, baby bum, <laughs> baby bum, baby bum. I hate the before bum. we could use the child's baby bum for sex. There was much work to so do. So they re- refer to her, you know. Vagina as I don't even like to say the word. I'll call it a kabunk. You know, a kabunk, a kabunk, a kabunk. Yeah, hmm. vagina. Or think about the other. But they call it. They call it the c word, which is a very inappropriate word. But then yeah, they call her. I don't like they call her butt, the baby bum. I find the whole thing irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, but you imagine By somebody submitted extension. this to their. No, this was on 4chan. Okay, so at no can... point in English. Uh, you know, teacher saw this like a sophomore no. student handed. Oh, we didn't get a look him. over. Yeah, I take a red pen to this. That's for sure. Yeah, so that's, this is something. There's that, definitely uh, Henry. You brought this up at the last podcast live show. 
uh, the people who write this stuff. They're your neighbors. Oh yeah. Oh, these. See, the best part about these types of things is that what you got to, what you got to know is that every time you read a story like this on the internet, it was written by somebody you know at work. <laughs> yeah. For definite, the guy who doesn't eat lunch with everybody, the guy who is just hanging around by the copier, and you go in there, and he's just like, "Slow day today, huh?" <laughs> you know. It's actually extremely busy. I've been working my ass off. Yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah. 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 Do you actually still work here? Oh, I mean, I got the badge. <laughs> they let me in here. All right. Yeah, just watching it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I better be going. You're going to have the last bagel. I'm just going to get on out of here. Yeah, I've been touching it, so it's better <laughs> I have it. Yeah, I, don't, I noticed it was kind of wet. Ask uh, Shabby at the big board meeting, huh? They don't let me go to those. <laughs> Man, Ronnie was so weird in the kitchen today. Uh, Ronnie's Ronnie always died, weird in the kitchen. Ronnie died five years ago. <laughs> oh, shit. Manic. Man is spooky. Mad, spooky, creepy pasta. Um, do you have another story to tell? Uh, I think I am fresh out. You're I fresh out. One last one. Yeah, do, do right. it. Let's get a let's get a finale in here. I like this one. Would you say legitimately creepy? Yeah, closer. All right. That thing has been there for almost a week. The figure in the window. It looks featureless. Only skin on a human frame. And it's pressing itself against the glass somehow. I don't know how it got there and I don't know how to get rid of it. it calls itself Ben Kissel and it's my roommate. Hmm. Interesting. A lot of these are about you. It seems like it. Or at least you're making them about me. At first I thought it was a prank. A doll or a mannequin. <laughs> that some jerks put there to scare me. Jerks. Jerks. But I realized as I walked out of my house to pull it away that it wasn't there. It shrug- I shrugged it off, thinking that someone had hidden it while I was walking through my door. But w- I went back in and looked out the same window, and it was looking in, staring at me. I walked around my house, yelling for whoever it was to come out, but no one was there. The thing is hairless and naked. It didn't look like it actually had eyes or even a face at all, but its head is turned towards me when I enter the room. When I sit on my computer, I can feel its faceless hatred boring into my neck. But when I turn around, it's innocently turned in a different direction. Finally, on Thursday, I tried to open the window, but it's stuck. I think the thing's hands are keeping it down, but I got a good look at its face. Its eyes and mouth are behind the skin, pushing outward. It stared at me, smiling. Of course I screamed. I pulled back a fist and I smashed it into the glass, determined once and for all to get rid of the glaring monster. I know I'm strong enough. That glass should have cracked. But it didn't. It shuddered under my hand, but it didn't break. And that smile just got wider and wider and wider until I thought its head would break in half and raise its own hand and bash the window with its palm. It was mocking me. But I saw the faintest crack begin to appear where it had hit, and I backed away. No way did I want that smile in the same room as me. So I got a roll of duct tape and I started covering the window. I couldn't look directly at it. I nearly shit my pants just knowing it was watching me, but I couldn't help it. It took a quick glance at that skin-covered face, a small peak, and it was angry. That grin was now a gaping frown full of teeth. 
The skin had ripped away from its mouth, and I could see down its cavernous throat a menacing rumble started to fill the house, and that hairline crack began to spread like splintering ice. I pulled it down the duct tape. The rumble stopped. The split skin healed over, and it began to smile again. Now it's night, and the noise hasn't started again. There are no sounds, no rumble, no crackling glass. Everything's quiet now. I can feel its claws gripping the back of my chair. I can hear its skin stretching as it smiles. It's watching me type. Ooh, very interesting. Aren't all faces skin covered? Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Has a demon broke through your window? Call Demon Pete's window. <laughs> window repair. I mean, ma- mainly we're just calling you, just call to make yourself feel better. And then there's nothing we can do to help you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gripping the back of your chair? Well, it's too late. See you, buddy. That'll be $45. Not bad. It's really not a bad fee. Get rid of that demon. At well, my at least the apprehension window. of the demon. Yeah. I'll be ripping bowls. I think it's kind of nice to have somebody watching your work. Yeah. You know, that demon really liked this person. It makes me was... amplify my energy it when I got an good. audience. You know? If Jack Nicholson in The Shining had somebody looking over his shoulder, if Shelley Duvall would have been a good goddamn wife, maybe he would have gotten some fucking words on that page. Oh, yeah? What'd you write today? <laughs> What'd well, you write today? Let me just go through it. <laughs> well, God damn we it, were going to just let this me paper. work. <laughs> I better get some done this We're going to go explore the heads, mate. It's a great Shelly Duvall. Yeah, that is Thank a you. really good Shelly Duvall. She should have been on top of her Thank game, you, you know? Yeah. Would have gotten you with great. That kind of creeped me out, that one. Yeah, yeah that, was that was a good one. That was a real yeah. good one. Yeah. I, Demon uh, outside the window. It's really difficult to get scared anymore. Board up your windows, you know? Yeah. I just get so much more scared about what's going on out out there. I, I got scared, scared during this episode because I heard a weird disembodied voice out there knocking. Hey, go, anybody home? You go, yeah, you heard that, knock, right? Knock, knock. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. That was really weird. Yeah, that's, that, that kind of maybe creeped that, out. That kind of fucked up my focus for a little bit. I, I found a, out who that is. I'm going to kneecap him. Uh, I had a dream last night. Uh, the way Because of this show, the, one of the good things about this show is that when I have things that I know that are nightmares, I have them, and um, in the middle of the dream, I look at things that were like, oh, that's scary. You know, and like great, I know, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't affect me. I'm just like, oh, that's a scary thing. Love it. But last night, I had a genuine nightmare um, that I... Was at my mom's, like my where I grew up in New York. I was at this house, and that um, I got this giant letter in the mail, this big, two foot tall like letter, like this big greeting card, and I open it up and I pull it out and written in childish handwriting. It was from my grandparents' house, mm-hmm. and the, I opened it up for when they where they lived up in Westchester, and I opened it up and it said, uh, um. I forget the exact wording, but it's like, we're not your grandparents. We're in their house. They should learn to lock their doors. That's a great uh, That's a great premise to a horror story. That's yeah. awesome. That's my brain. Yeah. I had, d- I had a dream last night where me and Nikita, we ran a paranormal detective agency, but we went too far with one of our investigations and got arrested. Really? Yeah. Weird. How did she you was, guys go too far? I don't know, but I know it was my fault because she was <laughs> sure. really mad at me. Every time. Right, yeah, right, but right. not that mad. She couldn't be that mad at me because yeah. she went she, along with it. She's still a paranormal investigator She's with still you. a paranormal. Like, she's, uh, she bought the ticket. Right. <laughs> you know? Take right, the right, ride. Right. She's taking the ride, but she was not ha- It was my fault that... That we got caught. I think it had something to do hmm. with uh, an archaeologist. Uh, Every time. They're nerds. <laughs> they don't know how to play the game. Never have an archaeologist yeah. around. I mean, I think it was a haunted object, like a haunted bone. 
Sure. I think it's what it was. It was a big haunted bone. Yeah, Something because you sleep related. on a pile of bones. They're you right got out- bones holding up your CD collection. They are right outside my window. <laughs> yeah, there is currently a bone holding a uh, stick of incense right now as we record this podcast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Of course, there's something bone. Right I now. drilled a hole in it myself. Yes, this is and great. If you want to, if, if you want to watch Marcus open up a box of bones, I believe it's on the last podcast page right no, now. No, the round table. It's on the round table, round table page. page. Yeah. You can see me excitedly opening a box of bones. Yes, um, which is very exciting. Well, this kicks off uh, October, and we're going to have an amazing month. Our countdown to Halloween. This is my favorite fucking month. That's I right. want to do it special. Let's praise Satan in all his glory every single week that we can. Mm, Hail Satan! Hail Hail Satan! Satan. And don't forget, at the very end of this month, the uh, last podcast on the live show is going to be happening here at the Creek in the Cave, 1093 Jackson Avenue. And you best believe we're going to be doing a gigantic celebration to our Dark Lord and Master. Oh, yeah. Um, And you may see some favorite characters from the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. You might and see some popcorns. You may see some gnomes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. You may absolutely. see all kinds. And maybe of... some boobies uh, <laughs> from me and Ben. Yeah. Right, right. Nah. Depends. I on... don't have breasts. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're a man. A tight chest. <laughs> a man's like Bob. Um, and again, and, send us your stories for next week. Yeah. Send in the stories. And thank you for everyone who came on to our last, last podcast on the left live show. Very attractive people. Very Shockingly attractive. attractive. Yeah. Uh, the women in the front row and, and the men as well. I don't Good be, looking men. Good looking yeah. men. But the women were just absolutely Keep stunning and gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. All uh, you guys out there. That's great. But if you're one of our, you know, less attractive listeners, you know, just. Just come on out as well. You Don't know, the, feel intimidated. It doesn't matter. I mean, because after And you all, might find love, you know. Fuck okay, cute, but you may, you This could be the place to find someone who actually show. understands you. Yeah. Um, and right. just remember, you're never more dangerous as when you're with someone in your bed. So <laughs> life is never more dangerous as when you're asleep and you trust your whole life to someone just laying next to you and you don't know when they're just going to snap and kill you. That's right. That's right. You know? All right. Hail Satan. Everybody. Hail Satan. Lock Hail your Satan. windows and your doors. Halgeen. Halgeen. Hail yourselves. I feel like I want a new hail. Hail Halloween. Halloween is coming, my friends. Hail Satan. Hail me! It's not very scary when you sing it like that. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Imagine you just got home from work, dinner is ready, wine is chilled, and your man has offered you 15 minutes of heaven in the form of a foot massage. And then he says, your tanning session is now complete. What just happened? You found your escape at Palm Beach Tan. Break from the chaos at a Palm Beach Tan near you and leave rejuvenated. Take time for yourself at Palm Beach Tan and take that feeling with you wherever you go. Get up to $25 off your first month featuring Australian gold. Perfect man, not included.